Welcome, everyone. This is Greg Ferris, the founder of MyoBrain. Thank you for listening to the MyoBrain podcast. Today will be a mini episode. I think I'm calling these minis or short, something like that now, where we tackle a topic in 10 minutes or less. I'm pretty excited about this one because something that I've been talking to clients with a lot about. So we'll be talking about the dangers of data, uh, particularly health and fitness data, some of the pros and cons of that. Because uh, a lot of our clients are interested and obviously listeners are interested in those types of devices and information. All right. Before we get started, of course, if you are interested in our online coaching options, you can go to myobrain.co to learn all about that. We have our nutrition coaching and our online training both available. All right. So let's jump into the topic for today. So when I mentioned data I'm talking about um, you know things like your step count, things like your body fat percentage, your HRV, your resting heart rate, your waist to hip ratio, those types of measurements. Okay, and I wanted to discuss this in the context of the dangers of data because I think with technology becoming more prevalent, uh, with devices and all of these things, it's very exciting to see some of this data. It's also coming from someone that loves data and pretty much all aspects of my life. So I'm, I'm certainly not anti-technology or anti-data, but I do think there's a point in which it becomes harmful, especially within the health and fitness space. So the three topics I want to kind of address within this and have you think about, number one is, is the data you're collecting additive, right? So what I mean by that is, when you find a new measurement, is that telling you something you don't already know? Or are you just kind of looking for mo more data to pile on top of more data? Okay, and we'll talk about why that can be an issue. The second thing will be, will this data point actually change a behavior? That's kind of tied into the first point, right? But if you find out what your free testosterone is, does that actually lead to you eating differently or working out differently or sleeping differently, right? That's ultimately what's going to matter. This is actually going to change anything over time. Then the third thing, this is something that I don't think a lot of people think about, is, is this particular data distracting me from something that's actually more important? Because let's be real, we're all human beings and our focus and attention is a finite resource. You can't just be juggling your professional life, your personal life, and 100 biomarkers in your head and work out six hours a day and have a Normatec, right? You're going to have some give and take. So anytime you focus on one particular measurement, inevitably you're taking focus off of something else, all right? So let's jump into the first thing here. So is the data additive? And I think a really good example here is with people's body composition, right? How, many, how much body fat you have, how much muscle tissue you have. So with my clients, I generally only look at three markers, and that is their body weight, that is their progress photos, and that is some subjective measure of their performance, you know, how they're feeling in their workouts, if they're just doing nutrition coaching with us. Or if they're obviously doing nutrition and training, we can look at their objective measures. Are they getting stronger? Are they getting better in workouts, et cetera, right? So weight, photos, performance, all right? And that seems like not that much data. But 
I think for majority of people, if not everyone, that's actually all the data you need to change your body composition. And I know a lot of people are very big fans of body fat test, but you know, in our first test here, when we ask the question, is the data additive? Let me ask you, is your body fat telling you, your body fat test telling you something you don't already know with your body weight, a progress photo, and your performance? And let me give you an example. Say if you've lost 15 pounds on the scale, you look dramatically better in a progress photo, and you've gotten stronger in the gym, okay? Now let's say your body fat test prior to that was 30% and you wanted it to be 20%. You have those three things happen. You lose weight, you're looking better, you're performing better, and now your body fat test is a 26%, okay? Are you going to stop doing what you've been doing? If you lost 15 pounds, you're looking better, and you're performing well, just because your body fat test is 26 and not 20? Probably not, right? So the second test is, is it actually going to change a behavior? The answer is no. No one in their right mind, if they're looking better, has lost 15 pounds and is performing better, is going to stop doing what they're doing because a body fat test told them they're 26%. Or the same exact thing with like a measurement. Maybe you wanted to lose some arbitrary number like four inches off your waist. If the same things happened, you're looking better in the mirror, you're performing well, you're losing weight, your energy is high, but you only lost one inch on your waist, are you going to change your diet plan or change your workout plan? Probably not, right? So in the context of body composition, for most people, all the body fat test is going to do and all a measurement is going to do is tell you what you already know. You're, you, if you lost 10 pounds, you look better in the mirror, you're probably going to, your body fat test is going to go down, right? Inevitably. And the only way for a lot of people, it's actually discouraging because you expect to be X percent body fat based upon what you think you are in your head, which most people don't have a realistic idea of what body fat percentage actually is. Then they're disappointed, even though on paper they're, they're looking better because they have this number in their head that they want to be X percent body fat. It's actually discouraging to them, even though if they wouldn't have known that number ever, they would have felt very happy. Okay, so that's a good example of those data points. Well, they're not, they're not bad. They're just not really additive, in my opinion. They're not telling you something you already don't know. In contrast to that, a progress photo and your weight are very additive. Because you can not be losing weight, but see progress in your progress photos. Okay, we're on the right path, right? But again, once you're already measuring those two things, then the body fat test really isn't that helpful. And also, I'd argue that performance is additive because someone can be losing body weight. They could be looking better in their photos, but they could be tanking in the gym. Their strength could be going down. Their energy can be going down. So knowing that marker is also helpful Okay, let's get, we can speed that we can slow down their fat loss to make sure they have more energy in the gym. All right. So that kind of goes over actually the first two things is the data additive and is it actually going to change a behavior? There's obviously so many examples we can go down here, but I just want to give a few to keep this pretty short and sweet. All right. Now let's also kind of drive home the third point in that is this data actually distracting me and particularly distracting you from something that would be more important? So now that we gave a nutrition kind of body composition example, let's go through a training slash performance example. 
So let's say you're someone who's training, you want to get you know in, in better shape, also want to look better or something like that. And you're monitoring things like your HRV, your uh, resting heart rate, your uh, sleep cycles and those things, right? Which are very common on devices and, and things like that. But let's say now you're not um, monitoring things like your progress in workouts or your test on a five rep max back squat or a, a five minutes max ring muscle up, right? Let's say you're not testing those things, right? You really don't actually know if you're improving. Just because your resting heart rate is going down, to my knowledge, there's no competition on who has the lowest resting heart rate, right? It's just a marker that may can tell you you're progressing or not. But at the end of the day, you have to jump on your bike and see if your one hour time trials improved or not, right? And if it hasn't, then maybe you can look at some marker like your resting heart rate or your sleep or something like that. Um, but again, you have to be focusing on the, the performance metrics that actually matter. All right. And here's also something that can happen very often. Say someone is seeing results. And this kind of goes back to number two again. This is change of behavior. Say that you've put on 20 pounds in the past six months to your five rep max back squat. Your muscle ups are getting better and your running is improving. All right. You're seeing all these metrics go up but yet your recovery score on your device hasn't improved or your resting heart rate is actually higher than what it used to be, right? Ask yourself again, if your performance metrics are going up, but the data, your deep sleep cycle isn't getting better, are you going to change a behavior? Probably not, right? So for a lot of people, is are those markers adding to anything, right? Or as, is it actually distracting you from... I'm super concerned about my, my sleep cycles and my recovery score. And then I ask them, well, how many calories do you eat per day? They're like, oh, I don't know, but my average recovery score is 14, right? And it's like, okay, well, maybe you should just track your food and see how you feel and see if you get stronger, right? So that's another good example with your training that it's not, uh, there's no free lunch, right? You can't just be tracking these 60 data points and getting your blood test and be focused on something else all while probably also looking at your performance. A lot of people, from my experience, when they're super focused on that data, they actually don't even know what their five rep max back squat is, right? They actually don't even know if they've gotten stronger over time or if they don't retest workouts every once in a while to see if they're actually improving and what their goal is, right? Again, I want to remind people, you don't get a trophy for having a high free testosterone. You don't get a trophy from having a good a 90% recovery score on a whoop right? There's no, no competition there. The only competition is what are you lifting? How fast can you run? Are you getting better over time? Right? So it's not to say these, these data points can't be helpful. Again, it's just to look at these things of a little bit more. Um, what am I trying to say here in the grand scheme of things? How much of, how much of this is helping you? And is it actually distracting you from just the foundations of, uh, good sleep and training hard and being consistent in those things, right? And I think a lot of people, uh, their data, whether it be from training or from a body fat test or from a blood marker, not that they're not important, right? But can be distracting more than they're beneficial. So it's kind of meant to be like a thought exercise if you find yourself like that. I know I've 100% have, have done um, 
things like that, where my data looks great and I'm not progressing and I'm like, oh, well, the data's fine, right? Uh, or opposite, I'm, I'm progressing greatly, but my data is poor and I'm like, I need to change something. And I would think about it and I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, no one knows what my recovery score is today. I'm just doing a competition and trying to beat someone next to me. So if I'm improving, I'm improving, right? And then again, these, these data points can be helpful when you aren't improving to see what you may need to change, right? So that's the podcast for today. Hopefully this was a good discussion on data and is it actually helping you? Is it actually additive to your plans? All right. So any questions, uh, always can email me at myobraincoaching at gmail.com. Again, our website is also myobrain.co. If you're interested in checking out our coaching packages, that is it for this episode. I went a little bit over 10 minutes, but still a short episode and that's it. Thanks.